Welcome to the Desiland Masala Podcast, a look at the diverse Asian Indian or Desi cultures experienced in North America by those who are blessed with Desi friends, co-workers, and neighbors. This is episode seven, Sampradaya Masala, and I'm your host, Andy Pierce. Just as there's a wide variety or masala of Hinduisms, there is also a wide variety of Sampradayas. If you want to learn more about Hinduisms, uh, please listen to episode number six, which was Hindu masalas or masala of Hinduisms. Like Hinduisms or Hinduism, the term Sampradaya, which is spelled S-A-M-P-R-A-D-A-Y-A, which is a Sanskrit word, is difficult to define. There is not an agreed-upon definition of the term in English. Sometimes it's translated as tradition, sometimes as spiritual lineage, sometimes as sect, S-E-C-T, sometimes as religious system. I sometimes say denomination. But it's valid to equate the English word sect to Sampradaya because both are organized groups built around a particular set of doctrines. But the mod- modern usage of sex, sect c- connotates a cutting off of one body from other bodies instead of a group that follows a set of beliefs. So the defini- one definition of Sampradaya is a group organized for the transmission from generation to generation of a body of doctrines or traditions. The Sanskrit root da and prefixes sam and pra help in the definition as being a system of religious teaching and the individuals that adhere to that system. But it also suggests that there is a sense of an exclusive body separated from other groups. Another researcher suggests that sect is a Christian term that is sometimes applied to other religions. The original Greek, in the original Greek context, sect meant a philosophical school or religious community one might choose to belong to. And this is a negative term for Jews and Christians because sects were often seen to be a deviation from the accepted tenets and, and doctrine. In contrast, the word used in Hinduism or Hinduism sampradaya is seen to be related to orthodox beliefs and practices and usually refers to a tradition uh, founded by an acharya or a priest or leader or a guru and it's not necessarily a movement that is rejected by a central authority and unlike a christian sect a hindu sampradaya doesn't depend on a small group of lay leaders but on a structure begun by the founder that is often similar to monastic order also, the lay community is usually not strictly defined or initiated. Some of the important characteristics of Sampradayas are also, Sampradayas are also features of Hinduisms. Uh, like Hinduisms, local institutions are usually caste-related and regional instead of doctrinally based. So Hinduism uh, has never developed any uh, church-like institutions because the caste perform many of the functions that churches normally do. Another researcher defines Sampradaya as a sub-tradition and suggests that Sampradaya is a fluid label 
because it escapes the culturally inappropriate connotations of religion, sect, or movement. Christian missionaries were encouraged by the British colonial government, and one of the results was the emergence of a number of Hindu sampradayas in recent history, which give greater currency to the term Hinduism. So Christian mis missionaries seem to influence higher caste Hindus through the schools that were necessary for middle-class Hindus, such that most of those attracted to the new Sampradayas were familiar with Christian concepts. Uh, Sampradaya members attempted to defend, redefine, and create Hinduism on the model of Christianity. Uh, Sampradayas tried to have the equivalent of a monotheistic God, a book, a prophet or founder, and a congregational worship supported by an institution. So members of the Hindu diaspora are usually within a majority Christian or Muslim society. So they develop a type of Hinduism that is parallel to Christianity or Islam and with an idiom that is understandable to Christians and Muslims so that they can teach their children. And we certainly see that in North America where Sampradayas become congregational. Examples of Sampradayas that are popular in the West especially, would be one called the International Society of Krishna Consciousness, or ISKCON, I-S-K-O-N. So this is a Krishna-worshipping Sampradaya that was actually founded in New York City in 1966, but it has since spread to India. And this is a Sampradaya that is very congregational. Uh, the campus near where I live uh, will often have uh, ISKCON priests come and sponsor a meal and have a meeting and study the Bhagavad Gita. And so that is a, a Sampradaya that's popular with Westerners. Uh, you, you might know them as Hare Krishnas. And so that's an example of a Sampradaya. The Sampradaya that is currently the most successful and, and uh, the biggest, I would say, among the diaspora uh, is a Gujarati Sampradaya uh, that is called Bochasanwasi Akshar Purushottam Shantha Swaminarayan, or BAPS Swaminarayan. Uh, this Sampradaya was founded by uh, Sahajanan Swami in Gujarat during the period of 1802 to his death in 1830, during a time when the British were gaining power and influence in the region. After his death, divisions occurred related to succession of leadership. And so BAPS Swami Narayan formed in 1907 due to a belief that the successor of Sahanjanan Swami was, uh, was someone related to him. One researcher notes that BAPS Swami Narayan uh, Sampradaya has felt a need to define itself for both its members, but also for outsiders, uh, such as other uh, Sampradayas, uh, colonial administrators in the wider Hindu communities, and in recent years to define itself to people and communities who are not familiar with Hinduisms. So the BAPS Swami Narayan movement uh, is very global now uh, due to the ability of its leaders to intervene not with the not always 
consonant norms and assumptions of its publics or its public perception. So it has expanded very quickly, especially in the West. Uh, and this often is due to the diaspora who are often highly skilled professionals and whose education was often supported by Swami Narayan institutions. There's a huge Swami Narayan Mandir or temple complex uh, just east of Los Angeles, where I live. And every Sunday at 4.30, there are more than a thousand Gujaratis who arrive by car, sometimes driving uh, up to two hours. And they come at 4.30 and enter the large uh, assembly hall for what's called Ravi Sabha. Ravi is Sunday. Sabha is assembly or meeting. And when they are there, uh, there is there are bhajans, which are uh, worship songs. There's a message uh, by a priest. Uh, there are announcements and there's uh, some worship. Uh, there's also a huge temple complex, a temple uh, where there's darshan, which is, which is the viewing of the gods and the previous leaders of the Swami Narayan, BAPS Swami Narayan Sampradaya are also worshiped as gods. And while that's happening, there are classes for children and teens, uh, classes in uh, uh, Swami Narayan philosophy but, and Hindu philosophy, but also classes in Gujarati. And then uh, when that's all over, uh, everybody assembles in the gym uh, for a meal. And it's a uh, puritanical uh, sampradaya. Uh, uh, Swami Narayan devotees don't eat onions or garlic. Swami Narayan priests are not only celibate, but they're not allowed uh, to think about a woman, much less look at, at a woman. Uh, so it's a very, very strict uh, puritanical sampradaya. Also in New Jersey, a even bigger complex is being built in Robbinsville, New Jersey, another one in Houston. Uh, so there are huge Swami Narayan uh, temple complexes uh, all over the world, wherever you find the Gujarati diaspora. And it's highly congregational. Uh, it's highly involved in the community. And uh, it is a place for Gujaratis uh, to belong. Another sampradaya that, I, uh, that I've looked into is called Swadhyay Paravar. Uh, Swadhyay is self-study. Uh, Parivar's family, so literally means a self-study family. And this is a group uh, that was founded by uh, Pandurang Vajnath Athavali, who lived from 1920 to 2003, uh, and uh, was called and is called Dadaji, which means respected other elder brother. Uh, and according to Swadhyay teaching, Dadaji was part of the Second World Religions Congress in Japan in 1954 and spoke about a Vedic way of life with the emphasis on the Bhagavad Gita. He proposed an alternate utopian, alternative utopian order based on selfless love, dignity accorded to all, and co-sharing for community well-being, drawing upon the socio-philosophical wisdom of the Bhagavad Gita weaving into it a unified approach to life. Uh, when Dadaji was asked if there were any villages or communities in India living this way, he said there were none. 
So we went back to Mumbai to continue teaching about his ideas, but he was challenged by the question he was asked in Japan, wanted to find a way to bring transformation to villages. And so uh, he, w- he was quoted as, as saying that there was no reason why a Christian or Muslim cannot be a Swadiyai, uh, part of our uh, devotee, uh, because he saw no antagonism between personal faith and Swadiyai, uh, which is an attitude, a way of thinking, a way of living. And so uh, one of the ideas taught by Dadaji was the encouragement for five to ten followers to take a week-long trip to a village and discuss the message of Swadiyai with the villagers. Uh, and this was called a pilgrimage, uh, and the uh, followers were also encouraged to practice Bhakti Ferry in uh, Gujarati, uh, which is a devotional journey, taking time to share with others and build devotion. Uh, so it's also known as a movement where the castes uh, mix in ways that are not usual. Uh, and two experiments were initiated by Dadaji. Uh, one involved farming uh, in the name of God, where small pieces of land were farmed collectively by local farmers, and another involves collective fishing. And so uh, the growth of this movement, or Sampradaya, uh, came from the uh, devotees visiting the same people for long periods of time without an underlying motive of conversion uh, or even to change a person. Uh, and so uh, the way that's played out in the U.S. Uh, is that often the Swadiyai Paravar uh, community will rent an elementary school or a high school on Sunday morning uh, and at 11 a.m., um, uh, maybe 100 to 200 uh, mostly Gujaratis will come and they will uh, sing some bhajans, uh, read the Bhagavad Gita, and then they will listen to Dadaji's uh, teaching on, on video. And then afterwards, they have a time to uh, talk with one another. And while this is happening, the, their kids are in a class learning about the Bhagavad Gita and Hindu philosophies. And so this happens every Sunday. And then interestingly enough, they also take uh, these devotional journeys uh, to areas in the U.S., that have considerable uh, Indian populations. And so uh, one of my friends uh, told me that once a month he flies from Los Angeles to Albuquerque, New Mexico, and uh, knocks on the door of Indian homes and engages in conversation with them and just listens. And uh, this is this is the Swadhyay Paravar uh, Sampradaya. And, uh, in the U.S. as well as, as in the U.K. and other areas where there's Indian diaspora, uh, the uh, sampradayas tend to be very popular. Um, and uh, again, the BAPS Swami Narayan is probably the most popular. And, uh, and it is, as I said before, very congregational. Uh, the BAPS Swami Narayan uh, sampraday uh, uses uh, media, and uh, and uh, production very very attractively, uh, great videos, uh, music, and so new media technologies uh, are used to produce elaborate shows, even at the the largest temples that have sound, color, light, and special effects. And so this depiction of the Swami Narayan culture and values in this in these elaborate 
sound and light shows, exhibition halls, IMAX films. Uh, it relies on elements of, of uh, Hollywood or Bollywood production, uh, but it features uh, Swami Narayan's life and teachings and also highlights India's cultural history. So this is very popular among the diaspora. And so uh, the BAPS Swami Narayan uh, community is presented as an ideal community that's capable of healing modern society from its ills and wrong desires. And so this mixture of, of uh, spectacle and education uh, serves a couple purposes. Uh, uh, newcomers or outsiders uh, learn uh, in a compelling way um, uh, what their cultural identity is. It's a cr creation of that identity and uh, also presents uh, the BAPS Swami Narayan community as being custodians of India's cultural heritage and morale and makes it look very, very, very uh, moral and uh, legitimate. Uh, and the, the diasporic uh, BAPS community is uh, consists mainly of a fast-growing and highly transnational middle class and uh, that welcomes this kind of production. And so uh, also uh, BAPS Swami Narayan, Swati Paravar, and other Sampradayas, uh, especially in North America, are very community-oriented. So the BAPS Swami Narayan uh, community uh, just east of Los Angeles, uh, will do blood drives, uh, walkathons, and, and uh, very, very community oriented and very involved in uh, fundraising for the community. Um, and it, it has uh, uh, paid off with, with positive relationships uh, with the community. Uh, one leader of the Swami Narayan uh, temple uh, just east of Los Angeles uh, uh, told me that initially there was a uh, the height limit for buildings uh, in that community was the plans exceeded that and were not approved, but there was an effort to provide uh, humanitarian services in the, in the community, uh, disaster relief, health fairs, bone marrow drives, blood donations drives, recycling programs, financial support for public schools, uh, walkathons to benefit cancer and AIDS research and also participation in Earth Day. And so that effort was instrumental in forming positive relationships with the community. And ultimately the plans were approved at the uh, desired height. And so that we see that element uh, in Sampradayas, uh, especially in North America. Uh, and there are many other Sampradayas. Um, the one I know best is BAPS uh, Swami Narayan. Um, in South India, there are popular uh, Sampradayas, often uh, founded by a guru. Uh, one would be called Sai Baba. Uh, there are also uh, some that are uh, very, very recent. Uh, there's one called Art of Living Foundation uh, that uh, purchases uh, uh, buildings uh, in North America. Uh, there's one out of Bengal called Brahma Samaj. Uh, there's another one called uh, Brahma Kumari. And so literally there, there's incredible diversity of sampradayas that could be called uh, Hindu sampradayas. And so hopefully that's given some insight into this uh, incredibly diverse uh, topic. Uh, I wanna thank my producer, Wendy. Thank you for listening. 
you can follow uh, Desiland Masala on Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, and Radio Public. So until next time, goodbye. <laughs>